Good afternoon, boxing fans around the world. Back again on Combat Talk Radio, found at combattalkradio.net with a our weekend of boxing updates here. Feel free to check us out. Once again, the site is combattalkradio.net. Leave us some comments, questions, suggestions, feedback on how we're doing, and we will get right into our weekend of boxing. All right, fight fans, I'm a little bit on the later side recording this on Saturday because I had to get an order and my credit card company had to get chewed the heck out because they were pissing me off. Let's go through our fights. We got some really exciting fights on deck. The top of this, we got some heavyweight action. Uh, Jared Anderson fighting Prince Charles Martin. Of course, Jared Anderson's the undefeated star. Prince Charles Martin is, you know what? Martin's been on a decline. Martin is older. So let's be honest here. This is on ESPN Plus, by the way, if you do want to see it and you're in the heavyweight action. I think it's a waste of a fight because I think Charles Martin has been on a steep decline he, since he lost to Joshua. And I argue that he dived against Joshua. I can't prove it, but I feel like he took a dive. But he's been on a decline. I know he had the fight, you know, very recently and seemed like he was going to get something out of it and then ultimately got stopped. He got He's coming off a win, knockout win is Martin, but Jared Anderson's on another level. And I think Jared Anderson, this is a waste of a fight for him. The thing is, I think Anderson's a good dude. I think he's a generally good dude. I think Charles Martin is a general good dude, but Martin doesn't show up when it matters. At the top level, he doesn't show up and he gets left behind. And I think Anderson's going to show something here that's going to convince people Martin needs to retire. Like, I'm straight up. I think he needs to retire because Anderson, it's not close in class and level. Anderson's much younger. Anderson has 100% knockout ratio. Anderson doesn't have as much experience, but Anderson is destructive. He's trade up destructive. The only thing Martin's got going for him is he's got a southpaw and he seems to be able to catch you when you don't expect it. So if Martin can make his experience play in, there could be something. I don't see it. I see Anderson blowing this dude out and I think it's a waste of a fight. Arzlanabek Makhmadov fighting Rafael Akhbajori. This is on the undercard of the same fight. This is out in Huntington Center in Toledo, by the way, if you're local. 10 rounds of heavyweight action. Both guys undefeated. I don't know anything about Akhbajori. I know Mahmoudov, and unfortunately, Mahmoudov, um, uh, rather, is being positioned as eye test. He's getting this hype of being the next dude, and we saw what happened with the bully Bektomir for the same reason. It's not that he's a bad fighter. He's actually a pretty good fighter, but he's already kind of up there in age. He doesn't have a lot of rounds of experience going, and I think somebody that's more experienced than him deals with him. He's got power in both hands, and he's dominant, destructive, just like Jared Anderson, but again, I just think he's not as good as he thinks he is. He's power. There's nothing wrong with that. We need power in the heavyweight division for sure. The heavyweight division has been dull, boring, not fun. So I'm not trashing the fight, but I am saying that Mahmoudov is being pushed a little bit too hard and they're overrating him. And I don't want to see him get, you know, hit the brakes on a, a brick wall. Then on the zone, we got some fights. Um, this is mostly for the international fa- uh, fans. Uh, Udalita Arena in Sheffield in the UK. 12 rounds of super lightweight action. Uh, Dalton Smith fighting Sam Maxwell. I like Sam Maxwell a lot. I'm a big fan of his. Um, I, You know, Dalton Smith, he's the up-and-comer. He's the guy that always got eyes on. He's a very solid fighter. I'm not trashing him or nothing. But I like Maxwell. Now, the thing with Maxwell, he's much older. He seems like he's on the decline. He got stopped in his last fight. So I'm cheering for Maxwell, but I my heart tells me that Smith's going to take this. Probably by stoppage is my guess. Just I think the, the youth's going to play into factor and inactivity. I think inactivity is going to play into Smith's favor versus Maxwell's favor. 
we got to see. That one's an interesting fight. If you're if you're into those fights that are kind of I don't want to say toss up, but it's like this is going to be this is either going to expose <laughs> Dalton Smith or Maxwell's better than we think he is. That's kind of this fight here. Most online agree. Smith easily takes this fight, likely gets a stoppage on this one. Most agree with that sense, just because, again, age, youth, um, everything it plays in. On the undercard of that fight, 10 rounds at featherweight action. Uh, we've got Hopi Price fighting Jay Speech Jr. I don't know anything about either guy. I looked at the numbers on them. Price is being perceived as the up-and-coming star in this, but Price is more stylistically He's, he's awkward. He's a southpaw. He's an awkward fighter, and so he gives a lot of fighters trouble, but he's not. he doesn't have the power. He's not going to hurt you. He's not going to get you out of there. Meanwhile, Beats Jr., I'm not going to call him a bum because that's not fair, but Beats Jr., this fight shouldn't even happen. It's a blatant mismatch. Beats Jr. is not in anywhere in Price's class. I don't see him having anything for Price, even though he's got roughly double or even possibly triple the experience that Price does. The skill level, there's a gap in the skill. It's not even close to me. Uh, it's not close. So Hopi Price, I got my eye on him because, again, it seems like he he stylistically is good. He's not going to excite you if you're one of those that wants knockouts in every fight. He ain't going to be that guy. So if you're looking for that, he's not going to give that for you. But if you are looking for stylistic brilliance, you know, real hit, not get hit skill, keep your eye on Hopi Price. He's got some, he's got some good fights on deck if he can keep his momentum going forward because again i think he's really really good like really good uh more than most fighters that i've seen very very recently uh the other fights i see on deck um in women's action this is on espn plus sky sports in the uk uh francine cruz Duzern fighting savannah marshall 10 rounds of super middleweight action of course everybody knows both these as the ones uh who both lost to uh shields clarissa shields and so Marshall's on the rebuild. She lost her title. Desern still has belts. Um, I believe the belts are not on the line in this fight, which is kind of weird. But the story here is that, you know, Savannah Marshall got dominated by Clarissa Shields. And this was after, now with, with Marshall, she had won in the amateurs. So that's cool. And so people, and she was, she's dominant her own right, but Shields was just on another level in terms of boxing skill. Uh, Cruz Desern is not a slouch. She's actually a very good boxer herself. Ironically, most people believe that Savannah Marshall is going to be Cruz Desern. I don't see that straight up. I don't see it that obvious. To me, I think Cruz Desern's a live dog here. I think that she she might be able to capitalize on what Shields uh, was able to expose here because Cruz Desern is at the top. She's at the top in terms of women's action. She's up there at skill level. She only ever lost the one time. Um, she is older though, so that's going to play in. She's older than uh, Marshall by not much, but she's older. Um, she's shorter. The numbers don't show the gap in height, but trust me, she's much shorter than Savannah Marshall. I was surprised to see the significant height there between the two. That's going to play in, I think. And then Cruz Desern. The thing with her is she seems to lose focus sometimes. Anybody that remembers the whole incident where getting her weave yanked off her head because she was not focused, like she seems to lose focus in the fight, and she's more she's too focused on her appearance, I think. When you're in there, you got to get, it's like there's one focus, which is you got to win this. You know, you're there and then you get hurt, seriously hurt. And if anybody could do it, it's Marshall. So I am saying that a focused Cruz Desern, I see her beat Marshall easy. But if she loses focus, yeah, Marshall could hurt her. It's a good fight for what it is. It's top level. It may not seem like it because it's not promoted that way, but it's top level. I think it's worth the watch. I think you're going to see not quite a slugfest, but you are going to see these women go at it. And I 
I honestly believe there's going to be a stoppage off this fight. I could be wrong, and it's possible that it goes the distance, but I think there's going to be a stoppage somewhere here. I just can't put my finger on it because it really depends on Desern, which Desern shows up, and if she's got the focus to stay the track. Marshall should win if for only the fact that she's taller, she's lankier. I think she has greater power overall. She should easily win, but it's not that easy when Cruz Desert is focused is my point on that one. Uh, we also have uh, 12 rounds of junior flyweight action. This is in South Africa. I don't even know if this is televised. South Africa IBF World Junior Flyweight Championship. That's probably the only reason it's even on deck. Uh, Shivanathi Nonshinga fighting Reggie Shuganov. If you know the South Africans, they're really, really good fighters overall. Uh, Shuganov is uh, Filipino, so he's going overseas to fight. Both guys are undefeated. And these guys don't get a chance to showcase skill against top-level opposition. So what you often see is they're dominant when they're regional, when they're locals like Nashinga. He's it's his home. So usually they show they're dominant, and that's how his record reads, is that he's been dominant in the home, but now he's fighting somebody coming over there who's not a hometown guy. I don't really know, know much about Shuganov other than that he does not have a lot of power. He seems like he's a brilliant boxer. He doesn't have a lot of power. So I think this is a toss-up just because of skill, both undefeated, but skill, to me, it's a toss-up. Most people believe that Shuganov's going to upset Nachinga. I don't see it's guaranteed. It really is going to depend on if Shuganov can handle going overseas to somebody else's hometown. You know, it's a hostile crowd, the food, the shift, the jet lag. It's it's hard. It's hard on a fighter. To me, this fight favors Nachinga. I would guess that Nachinga's going to get the, the win on this one. The story is that, well, Nachinga, he's not going to engage. I mean, if you look at his fights, he's he's got an 82% knockout ratio. If you're a runner, you don't have an 82% knockout ratio. So, you know, so it is what it is. So I think that's a really good fight for what's going to happen and see who's uh, going to move forward on these two guys. That's what I see on deck for this weekend. Next weekend's where it gets hot because you got Virgil Ortiz. Hopefully he's healthy coming back against Stankonia. That's going to be great to watch. Carlos Spars, I can't wait for that one. Boots Ennis in the eye test killer villa. I ooh, can't wait for that one. Absolutely. So we got really good fights coming up on deck next weekend. This weekend has some decent good fights worth certainly worth the watch. And then in the future, we have to see what's going to happen with Canelo Alvarez. He recently signed a, a deal with PBC for some fights that seems to open up the fight for Charlo, big Charlo, little Charlo called Canelo out. Now, of course, Canelo's fighting at 168, little Charlo's at 154 unified champion. So we've got to see how that works. So I think Big Charlo makes sense because Big Charlo is champion at 160. They probably have to do a Canelo weight catch weight situation, but everybody's been wanting that fight because Charlo's, of course, undefeated still. And Canelo's on the rebound. Apparently, the Bivol rematch is not going to happen, which I think is a good decision. Whoever made that decision, I think it's good. We still have to figure out it's apparently still on. The Spence and Crawford is apparently still on. And then recently, Tank Davis came out and said that Shakur Stevenson was being disrespectful to him. And so... It's unlikely we're going to get that fight, which is unfortunate. Meanwhile, we're starting to see some stale behavior in some of these weight classes. We're not seeing as much step up. It was a good first quarter and second quarter, but now things have kind of died down a little bit, which may or may not be a bad thing. I think we had such such a run. We kind of need a breather. Let some of these up-and-comers kind of come into their own. The other thing I think is missing the lack of HBO really hurts boxing. It really does because they put on a spectacle. Like I watched some of these, the zone ones and some of these lesser events and they don't even showcase the ring girls anymore. Like it's just not, you know, the camera angle suck. The commentary sucks. 
we we desperately need an HBO or something like it with the presentation, the overall presentation that we used to have so that we can properly showcase these fighters. I think that's really what's missing because all we can rely on is social media and some posts that they do or Ellie Secback or something. We don't get a chance to see them on a big stage. And so the mainstream doesn't get to see these fighters. You know, going on Drink Champs or a Breakfast Club or something is not going to get you to the mainstream. We need these fighters to be mainstream. We need to have the world understand boxing's still here. It's certainly not in its heyday, but it's still here and it's still worth watching for those that are fans or were fans. The other half of this is I do think the stakes need to be raised. I do think that we need to figure out a way to incentivize certain style of fights, right? So if you have fights where you incentivize getting a knockout, I think that's worth it. It doesn't mean that every fighter is going to do it. Some fighters just don't care. Some fighters can't do it, like Devin Heaney. But I think if you incentivize knockouts, I think it gives them a reason to do it. A lot of these fighters are looking at the long term. They're looking at, do I retire and I'm crippled and have no money to my name? Like some of these other fighters of the past, and they see that and they don't want to be that. They want to be healthy and be able to enjoy the money that they're working hard for. And I can't blame that. So I think you need to add some incentives. Add some incentives to who wins by unanimous decision. There's an incentive. Who wins by knockout. There's an incentive. You know, are you able to, you know, the faster you knock somebody out, there's an incentive. Like if we create these tiers of incentive, I think that helps. And then again, you need a big stage. You need not this streaming app crap. You need mainstream TV, some mainstream network. We really need like a, a, a money mark, like a Tony Khan to come in buy one of these networks and say, we're going to make boxing great again. I know Don King's trying to be on the rise again. He's not going to get back up. So we need somebody else to step up and make this work because we are seeing a slight decline from the rush that we had early on. Last point I'll call out here for boxing fans in general, the sport right now needs your support. So when I say support, I'm not suggesting that you subscribe to all these different services. If you are a fan of boxing, by all means. But what I mean by support is, Support the fighters, more important than anything else. Support the fighters. You know, if you if you see the fighters and you're on social media, support the fighters. Show your support, follow them, give them feedback. They may not respond, but I guarantee you that the majority of them do read that feedback. And it is hard to track them down because some quit Twitter, like Broner, he quit Twitter. So you might not use Instascam, so then you can't go there, you know. But do the best you can. Show support for these fighters because I think all but the slimmest few of them they do it for the fans and they do it for the payday too, but they like the fans and they like the fan interactions and your support helps them know that it's worth doing it and that the work that they're doing is not going unnoticed. So that's all I got. I will check in back with you guys next week. That's going to do it for this week's episode of combat talk radio masterpiece boxing found at CombatTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening today, whether you are a subscriber or not, I know you have choices and I appreciate you for being here Just to remind those that are new to the show, Combat Talk Radio records every Friday, so once a week in the Pacific time zone. And then Lifeblood of Boxing series, which is our coverage of the boxers I think are worth your time and give to the sport. That's once per month. It does not have a fixed schedule, but once a month I'll have a release until I run out of ones that I think are worth covering for Lifeblood of Boxing. So those are our two programs. It is podcast only at this point. We want to hear from you. So combattalkradio.net at the bottom. Hit comments, feedback. Let us know how we're doing. If there's anything that you'd like to see us adjust or improve, we want to hear from you, and we are open to that feedback. We also are open to starting up the YouTube again, but it seemed like that died off when Lomachenko took a loss, and we don't know why. 
So if somebody knows why or they'd like to hear the YouTube coverage, let us know that as well in the comments. And we are open to doing it. We just need to make sure the fans are there. Right now they're on the podcast, not on the YouTube for whatever reason specific. We're open either way. Anyhow, that'll do it. And I will see you guys next week.